and welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA featuring movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA, and I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before we get to today's guest, I would like to thank our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Incelerate helps lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement the mortgage industry's most innovative customer experience platform, which delivers lead management, sales enablement, engagement, a robust mortgage-specific content library, and data intelligence, all in one comprehensive and highly scalable platform. Incelerate delivers dynamic technology, strategy, and content for every channel of your business to ensure engagement throughout the customer journey, whether it be your borrowers, referral partners, or any other party to the loan transaction. This dynamic enterprise solution seamlessly fits into your tech stack due to their advanced API connectivity, modern design, and open architecture. Gone are the days of managing multiple and separate systems and having your data trapped in data silos. This innovative platform allows you to provide your internal and external customers timely, relevant information based on data intelligence to build repeatable outcomes at each stage of the customer's journey. Close more loans, improve borrower conversions, enhance customer retention, transform your customer acquisition lifecycle, and create customers for life. For more information, visit Incelerate.com. Uh, so with that, uh, I would like to introduce today's guest. Um, I'm very fortunate to call him a good friend of mine, uh, Chuck Iverson, CEO of Mason McDuffie. Chuck, welcome. So much, Susan, for having me today. Uh, so I know you've been a guest on Connect uh, in the past. Uh, of course, you were a member of my leadership on my board of directors. Um, but you joined, uh, you've been a, a veteran in the mortgage industry for, for quite a while, uh, and you uh, joined Mason McDuffie in 2019. What can you share about adapting to a corporate culture from such a well-established company? Well, um, thanks for the question. Uh, um, I've got a few notes here, so if I look down, just... Uh, Bear with me, people. So thank you. And again, thanks for the CMBA for having me today and allowing me to just basically contribute to the industry, which I'm so proud of. Um, blessed in my career. Uh, I've worked for, you know, fourth job in 30 some years. Uh, but two really uh, formational uh, experiences I had prior to Mason McDuffie, one at Sierra Pacific Mortgage, where I was privileged to be part of the leadership team that built it into a national company and have the experience of culture and seeing how your actions and behaviors and decisions over years and years and turns impact culture and, and being part of that. And um, that was truly uh, foundational. Yeah. Well, I think you're, Everyone contributes to a, to a company's culture, but the, the CEO really has has an impact on the whole thing. And Sierra Pacific, um, Jim Cafrini, who's a, a master business person, uh, his, his so he, he's people oriented, but he measures himself on uh, principles and building the financially strong company so that it will endure any markets. And you know, look at it today, it's probably one of the strongest companies out there uh, in a financial basis. And, and that's just that, and that shapes the culture really based on, you know, what he really values, you know, and 
Uh, then I got to join Evergreen Home Loans, which is an, another well-established company, you know, 1986. Both companies, I think, were from 1986. Um, I came in as a newbie there. Don Burton has molded that company, and it has, uh, be, be, at his, uh, has an amazing customer-centric approach to the business around the originators there. Couple that with uh, um, Tamara, operating officer, and Don are also innovative. And so they're not only just thinking about the loan officer's needs today, but they're innovating products, technologies, the cash offer program. I mean, there's just all kinds of things. And so, how does that in influence me at Mason Mac? Well, Mason Mac has a, a, it's probably, I think we are the oldest operating mortgage originator in the. So there's a, a well established culture here. Um, I'm looking to build upon that and, you know, my own personal strengths are in relationship building and just really working with my team. I care about them. I care about the employees. And so, you know, that, that compassion and care is part of what we want to imbue for our originators and for our consumers. Um, having said that, uh, you know, I'm, I have to, there's no way I haven't been shaped by Sierra Pacific. So, I'm going to uh, certainly make sure that that's tempered with sound business disciplines and then an innovative atmosphere because you always have to be looking at the future. So we'll have our own unique culture here. I think it's, um, you know, it's really just hit me, you know, a couple of months ago. What an amazing opportunity I have to take this organization and to continue its legacy and really build upon it because it's one of the one of the more tenured organizations and yet better kept secrets in the industry. You know, Mason McDuffie has a long history with California MBA too. You probably know this, but Herb Tasker was a former uh, board chair back uh, way back when. So long time uh, history. organization too. Yeah, I think it was and an MBA chair too. So, you know, uh, Herb's, Herb's a legacy and, you know, I'm trying to fill those shoes. So. Yeah, great. So, you know, we're in 2022, interest rates are rising. Uh, I think most of my members are are kind of looking at, at new products. What do you what do you would say are kind of the hot products for, for 2022? Yeah, I it's um it's pretty clear that the alternative market is starting to rise again and uh but you know called so the new name is non-QM because it's you know not qualified mortgages. Um there was a pretty Pretty severe hiccup at the beginning of 2020 with that marketplace. I mean, it looked like the liquidity was going to go out of it and, you know, really start, but it's come back with a roar. And uh, that's that's what I see uh, probably as the number one, you know, new product out there. And there's a couple products there. There's some um, products that are based on cash flow for investors, you know, instead of their 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 documented income is how the properties cash flow. So that's one one product that I've seen a lot of. And the second would be, you know, programs that, um, you know, are self-employed folks and they they validate their income through alternative means. And so I think that's the biggest one. Uh, my team's already asking about arm the ARM market, you know, can we get ARMs, can we get ARMs? And uh, that shift will happen. But right now we're, we're close to an inverted yield curve, meaning the short-term, treasuries and instruments are about equal to long-term. And so there's not really a pickup between a 30-year fixed and an ARM product. 
And so that ultimately will shake itself out and there will be some intermediate arms and some hybrid arms out there. So that's a, those are a, a couple of the things that, that we're seeing. Uh, of course, there's a big rise in non-agency, i.e. jumbo business, just because home values have gotten to be so high. And for me, um, in, you know, with our headquarters in the Bay Area and a lot of our production coming from the Bay Area, you know, we, we have to do a lot of jumbo business. We have seven different investors for jumbo. 25% of our business almost is predicated on that. And so I know a lot of lenders really don't like it because of the margins. And it's a difficult uh, transaction, but we embrace it because that's what we need to do for our originators. Uh, and then probably the last thing, it's not really a product thing, but pricing, you know, have a, a history in our industry, uh, and this is like, what do you compete on, right? So you compete on service, price, credit. <laughs> and so yeah. there's always this uh, compression and this, you know, some people call it a race to the bottom on margin and, and sometimes on credit too. And I think we have to be disciplined as an industry. You know, uh, like I mentioned these alternative products, but at the same time, we've been down this path as well too. So, you, you know, there has to be, you know, the ability to repay. We have to make sure that responsible in our lending things and as well as our, our pricing practices, you know, because we're accountable to to all of our employees, our stakeholders, our warehouse partners for, to maintain profitability. So it's a real balancing act for every company right now. Yeah, I think, you know, balancing act, like you say, I mean, especially for, for those of us who, you know, lived through the financial crisis and, and saw kind of the result of some other products. So I think you're right. I mean, now it's balancing offering those products, but doing it in a very compliant way and, and way that provides, you know, customer protection. Um, so we're so speaking of compliance, we're in a new era of a leadership with the CFPB under Rohit Chopra. What do you what can you share with lenders what you think his particular areas of focus will be? Well, I, it's not a, it's no secret that fair lending is is the big um, and it's uh, it's a reflection of society and and society's you know the American society's commitment to um, supporting equality and um, you know I welcome I welcome a lot of the initiatives. I'm real, also proud of the opportunities that housing represents for for folks in in, in this country. So and and you know there's a lot of room I I believe for uh, for us to be innovative and to have an awareness of how we can um, you know help first time home buyers and and create opportunities uh, for folks out there. The challenge is that one is you know I'm hearing that there's going to be um, App is going to be used as one of the tasks uh, or one of the methodologies to help uh, shape lenders' behaviors, um, you know, through an examination process. But it's very unclear on what you're being held accountable for. It might be fine. And uh, as an independent mortgage banker, even more importantly, it may be: Do we have the ability to control some of these things? So it's always a scary landscape where, you know, you don't know that how you're going to be measured and what the penalties are for being measured that way. And if you actually can really shape some of the, the outcomes that you're being measured against. And so it's, uh, it's one where we just have to have to trust in um, first off uh, advocacy. 
I think it's super important um, that uh, we have a, a strong voice. And it's not to avoid responsibility, but it's to shape a policy that actually has the intended outcomes. And, and one of the other things that I'm really concerned about is that if you have these vague uh, responsibilities and, you know, and for especially for the bigger financial institutions, you know, this huge risk that's there, you may actually have the opposite effect in, you know, less access to credit, higher costs, we have to, you know, now factor in all the 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 extra work or or you know risk that that's in the business as well too. So it could actually, you know, we could overshoot it, and that's why I think advocacy is so important because what I've seen uh, with the California MBA in particular, because I think that's probably the strongest state advocacy organization, um, is that. You know, you know, Pat and John, who you work with on a daily basis, are able to get in with legislators and educate them on what the impact of certain things are. And so it's just really important for for the industry to do that. As you know, there's a there's a there's a current um, uh, legislative uh, topic uh, around uh, around fair lending right now in California, a CRA for independent mortgage bankers that you're you're uh, at the, the forefront. A couple other states have um, implemented those really right? and so this one I think is really uh, we at least have an opportunity to have a voice in this if everyone raises their voice. Right yeah thank you great point. Um, you know switching gears a little bit about you know uh, thinking about technology in the industry you and I both started our professional careers when there wasn't a whole lot of technology available anywhere uh, and now uh, you know, technology is, is very key for the mortgage industry. What are the uh, particular areas of focus uh, for Mason McDuffie this year as far as adapt, you know, adaptation of technology for the company? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a believer in, you know, you do you, you initiatives that are the most important and you really stick with them because I'm um, a simple guy first off and can't handle too many things at the same time. Uh, so it's really important, not necessarily to have every shiny object out there, but to really pick the things that will make a difference. And then I can tell you throughout my career, and this kind of goes back to culture, how long it takes to to buy a practice or a behavior and get it all the way through your organization. It takes well over a year to fully adopt something that's that so for us, um, we're an Encompass customer. We um, we have a, a new instance of Encompass that we just created that we're very proud of. But uh, our teams are going around and working with all of our originators on, and this will, this is a never-ending process for Mason Mac of improving the originator experience. And so we're going to continue just to tweak it and and modify workflows and just make sure we're as efficient as possible with that. And that's the two. You know, right now lenders have to be efficient, try to manage costs and have a great uh, originator and consumer experience. Now, I believe that if we're really providing a good experience for our loan officers, we have a consumer experience. I mean, that's what that's our bread and butter. So, you know, that's some symbiotic in my mind. Um, the second is our point of sale technology and really fully adopting that. And we, we partner with Simple Nexus and their uh, company 
I've chosen to try to single source our consumer experience so there's only one login for customers and simple as it sounds, it's like maybe it's just because I'm old, you know, multiple logins don't work for me, you know. <laughs> me either. But, you know, so I, I really think that's, uh, you find the best in class partners and there's great, great companies. I mean, those are two examples. There's uh, many other companies that are really good in those. But how you adapt and partner and truly create that partnership and implement them, is, I think, is really important. Um, and then the last for me on the new front would be looking for ways that we can improve our customership and our um, experience with consumers, educating them for uh, that impactful uh, piece of technology that may facilitate the education and the experience between the originator and the the leading company in that space, I would say, is Mortgage Coach. So, you know, right. those are yeah, some of the right, things. Right. I don't know if I'm supposed to be naming brands or not, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I think almost everyone I mentioned is a CMBA member. So, thank a you all for a shout support. out to the companies that are doing well. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. So, so that's what I'm looking at, and it's uh, you know I think there's there's um, you know there's no lack of different initiatives and, and things that people want to to put out there. I just uh, I, I believe it's all about the fundamentals and you know how you re how you um, can shave time uh, cycle times how you can lower your costs because that's really going to matter in in this and and then you know that through to your origination teams and the consumers and um, how you can make their jobs easier and um, I don't think we're uh, you know talked about this in innovation I know we're going to get there a, a little bit but. There's really, in my mind, two forms. One is a disruptive innovation that can occur. You know, Uber, um, biggest example in industry where it's completely just disruptable industry. The second is one of continuous improvement. And industry, you know, I mean, there's, um, you would think that with the amount of investment that's been into you know, modernizing the experience and I see new companies that come in and say, well, this, these people just don't know what they're doing, you know, and so we're going to change the mortgage industry. And then you find out how complex it is. Millions of thousands, I should say, of uh, small location um, points, vendors all coming together into one transaction. And <laughs> In a weird way, it's more complex today than it ever has been, you know, yeah, because yeah. the need for data, for data accuracy, consistency, of course, now uh, the, the increased Erla, Humda, you know, all those different things have a downstream impact into the originator and the loan officer assistance and the amount of data that has to be collected and, and put into the system and compliance checks that you have. Um, it really hasn't helped, um, at least in, in my viewpoint, make it a more efficient industry. So. For me, this industry is the ladder where we have to continuously look for little ways to make it better. Yeah, improving that that customer experience. Uh, um, yeah, I think is key for everyone. So, so Chuck, you served uh, as chair for our inaugural Mortgage Innovators Conference in 2019, of technology in the industry. Um, Great event, one that the organization continues to be very proud of. Of course, we're getting ready for our our, uh, our big return to in-person experience this year. What can you share with our listeners about the value of this event? 
um, I, I just think that it's, um, we started this, we, you know, one of the things that was important to me, and I think it consists to today, is that there's a pragmatic application of the event. In other words, um, I'll kind of go to some, I'll, I'll, I'll make a parallel, like if you went to some sort of sales rally and you get all fired up, you know, because you've heard a lot of stuff and you come back and there's not really any change because it doesn't, you haven't implemented the ideas you got from there. You can do the same thing with technology conferences. I remember uh, first technology, I'll name the brand, one of the first technology conferences I, I went to in the mortgage industry and it, it was cool. And this is, you know, was really a, a lot around the point of sale technology at the time, but it was uh, it wasn't as as practical as I thought. And so what I wanted to do, and I think this can continues today, is have it be where, um, regardless of the level you're at in the industry, um, and I think that it's important for for leadership to be at this industry, that you can go and really get some pragmatic ideas about your business. And, and it gives you a, a, a space to think about things and, and then come back with some really good ideas. I think it's a, it's a very, very, um, also very efficient way to um, examine what's going on in the technology front of the industry. But we also, you know, talk about sales and marketing. We talk about process management, you know, different things at that that conference. And I think the last thing, and, and uh, Susan, you've taken it to the next level on this one, was to make it accessible. Um, I know that um, when I went to that first technology conference, I think it was probably $2,000 for me to go to that. And obviously, companies aren't going to send four or five people to, to an event like that. When you take into account travel, lodging, and then $2,000 per person, you know, I mean, you're looking at 20 grand to send four or five people to something like that. So um, our Mortgage Innovator Conference is the most affordable conference by far with so proud of the legacy and, and you know, I look forward to supporting it as long as I'm part of this industry. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, our uh, our seventy nine dollars buy one get one for lenders. We made it the uh, the most reasonably priced conference in the industry. And uh, thank you for you know your leadership is what allowed us to uh, uh, launch this conference. And uh, yeah, like I say, it's one that we continue to be proud of. Looking yeah. forward to another successful event this year, May second through the fourth in Anaheim. Yeah, well, I, I, I just, the last thing on mortgage innovators, uh, for those of you who are considering going, so um, I've been given some credit for, for this event, and I, I worked hard on the first one, uh, but true to innovation, the bar keeps getting raised, and, and uh, Paul Gelati and, and Margaret Chiavani have done an excellent job, and the thought leadership that continues to go into this is great, you know, Nick Line and, and the team, I think standing event and i'm look, just looking for it for to be the big legacy events in our industry yeah thank you yeah we're pretty excited about it and uh looking forward to it uh here in just a few weeks so uh chuck thank you for joining us today um i am honored to have uh be able to work with you on our board of directors and um and for your contributions to the industry and our association appreciate it, appreciate it. Thank, you so um, much. thank you for joining us today 
you can access all of our Connect podcast episodes on, uh, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time with another episode of Connect.